Welcome to KFAB, the podcast. A podcast about wrestling and fashion. But mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. Uh, it's been a little bit. Um, we've all been on holiday adventures. Uh, uh, Katie lived. Katie nearly died. Yeah, I nearly <laughs> died. I was I mean, like, not really, but you were very sick. Yeah, I had a fever for almost two weeks. Yeah, so. it awful. Bad. It yeah. was bad. Guys, get your flu shot and wash your hands. Yeah, yeah, and like, don't go out and be like, be a, a kind citizen like Katie, and and don't go places when you're sick. Yeah, Julie, that's that's have also friends true. bring you toilet paper because that's what I did. <laughs> oh, have oh my god. Happen. Yes. Oh no. There were sad moments for I, sure. I'm so sorry. Um. We're also joined today by someone a little special. Hello, producer Kyle. Producer Street Team Kyle. Hi, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> producer Street Team Kyle. I don't know. I, I came in. I was like really trying to be like kind of high energy, but something about this position, this side of the table. It's just it cozy. Just, it has like an energy that's overwhelmed me. Uh, but I'm really excited to be here and so glad to be a part of this recording. <laughs> wow. I've literally never heard Kyle be so quiet. It's very <laughs> quiet. I, know. I think that's really, truly I've the heard quietest. Kyle for like 10 years and I've never heard Kyle be so quiet. It's very funny. Uh, very out of character. Truly something has come over him. Yeah, it seems as though he might be possessed by a Ooh. being that's that's missing for this this episode. I wonder who it is. And also my dog, if you hear him in yeah. the background, is perhaps uh, another spirit on this podcast. Yes. Um, so this is going to be a little bit of a different episode today. We really only have one piece of wrestling news to cover up top, and that's that this is the final episode of KFAB, the podcast. Um, we're all just extremely busy cool people (laughs) (laughs) basically just our availability changed and we've really loved doing this and and getting Mm -hmm. to know wrestling and spending time together mostly i always thought this is an excuse to hang out with you guys Mm -hmm. yeah same um to eat some of your really good food yeah i know thank you an excuse for me to make uh the full amount in the recipes yes um but yeah we're we're all going to be moving on to uh to slightly different projects but we might end up doing something else with this this space, this feed, uh, don't unsubscribe. We're, we're keep checking in on stuff periodically. Yeah, we might just pop on a, a different thing later, but that remains. We, we look, we have a meeting this week. We yeah. can figure it out. Everything remains to be seen. But yeah. the, at the end of the day, um, it didn't feel correct going on without everyone involved, including producer Mike, who is of course not here because we have street team Kyle filling mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. um, lovingly, and then yes. Saying our goodbyes to KFAB. Yeah. 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 So it's really um, a celebration, a celebration of life. Not yeah. A, yeah. Jesus Christ. Not a <laughs> memorial service. This is it's just a real downer. No. I knew this would kind of make me a little bit emotional. So I put in the gif of Kane popping out during um, the edge and the edge edge and Lita's wedding. <laughs> One of the just, many weddings. He's yeah. the ugliest man who's ever lived. Well, in that, yeah. it doesn't. They gave him some real deep burnt, dark okay, in a funeral home. <laughs> he was burnt he in was, a funeral home. I forgot that he was burnt in a funeral home. So insane. And then is that heavy machinery? It's heavy machinery um, doing a dance, which is uh, one of Kyle's very favorite things. And he's used a gif of um, Otis, is it Otis? Dancing in a professional setting before in a professional slack. Uh, which is very funny to me. Our coworkers don't know what to make of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have shared heavy machinery just uh, at work. Um, and people don't like bring it up to me, but I can see the looks in their eyes changes. <laughs> oh yeah, I like when non-comedy people get my weird gifts, and mm-hmm. like it'll be for like you know a bachelorette party or something, and they're like, oh, "Okay, that's try, fun." You should try dating normal people. Yeah, it's really. That's what, that's the real thing. 
What a trip. Where they're like, oh, you're weird. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm just funny. I'm so sorry. Man, that's I the like thing. I like scrolling deep into the gifts when you oh, choose yeah. one, too. Oh, you got That's it. the best way to you do it. You can't go up yep. No way. too many good options out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but also there is some news that Daniel Bryan got a haircut, which is from yes. November, technically. Yes, it's really late news, but you know what? We're behind, so. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Featured The Fiend, who is my all-time favorite, I think, now. I think Bray Wyatt might be my favorite. Really? No, Alistair Black still. I love him. Yeah? I can't not. Yeah. Well, have you seen Finn now that he's a bad boy? Mm, I saw a a thing he posted on Instagram and said, whoa, out loud. Whoa. <laughs> so, so I saw Scrolling that. by and said, whoa. whoa. I just thought it went, whoa. <laughs> like, kept going. was like, that was funny. And then lived my life. Uh, there was a thing on, on this uh, NXT TakeOver where he <coughs> beat up uh, your, your boo, Johnny Wrestling, backstage um, mm. mid-interview. Mm. Some, some throwing around. Oh, yeah. Good. Some physical dominating, if Ooh. you're into that. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Finn was doing a lot of dominating at Worlds Collide. Ooh. Thank you, Street Team Kyle. Yeah. Uh, I also have a question inspired by this haircut. Mm. Uh, so uh, Daniel Bryan got a haircut by The Fiend, and it's made him more intense and very focused and driven. And The Fiend has been like changing people after they lose to him. Mm. Seth Rollins became heel. Uh, the Miz kind of went crazy, and now he's like lost his confidence and teamed up with Johnny Morrison. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to say, if The Fiend... Uh, defeated you and changed you. Oh my God! What would your haircut be? Oh no! Oh, wow! And I've... this, the the fiend is a supernatural creature, so it can make your hair longer, shorter. I know. It's not just a cut. I know. Mine would be, you know, how Charlize Theron had like the cool like bowl <gasps> cut. Yeah. That's what mine would be. Oh my yeah, God! Mine yeah. would be like a fierce bowl cut. I think you could pull that off. And then I'd have just like maybe like a weird eyeliner color after that of like Ooh. changed, you know. Ooh, I would have I sh- that. shaved side of my head with short, and I would get it like permed, like a short like. Uh, like mop on one side basically mm-hmm. but my head is small and so I can't do that for real <laughs> but that is I think yeah I think it would be like shaved it would almost be uh, yeah that haircut that's really popular for dudes that the alt-right kind of co uh, yeah, 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 yeah. but like the curly. peaky blinders yeah the peaky blinders Yep. A, yeah, a but, not, but not alt-right but more like curly and like messy and yeah would, are you saying you'd basically look like the girlfriend from sex education I would absolutely look like her, yes. Oh, Ola? Ola, yes. yeah. Oh, Having man. cut up. But also... What a delight. Yeah, a little bit a little bit more floppy. Hmm. But mainly because I think she's she's of mixed race, I believe. So, mm-hmm. All right, Sarah, you're up. Well, this is really hard because... Just like pigtails? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've only had like... Pretty much with one couple year exception in college. This is the, literally the haircut I've had since I was born. Yeah. I believe I came out of the womb with blunt bangs. Yeah. So, like, anything would be, like, quite shocking to myself if my if my hair changed. But um, I look uh, insanely matronly if I have really short hair. So if they wanted to make me seem more mature, they could definitely cut my hair very short. Like the I mom cut? I think yours would be Rosemary's mom. baby. Oh, like a Mia Farrow? Yeah, a Mia Farrow cut. Um, Ooh, that would I be truly really wish. Good. I truly wish. I really. I, I think get, your hair could handle it. I think really? you absolutely. I think do. we're Just all like gonna go blunt. get haircuts. <laughs> yeah. We're all gonna cut off all of our. Thank long you. Hair. We're gonna try this. Um, I guess watch our Instagram to see if yeah. either that or Julia Roberts in Steel Magnolias. Oh my god! I like wish. after she has the baby. Mm-hmm. 
And wow. she has like all the problems, but she has <laughs> a great short haircut. Her hair looks amazing. And then some bad things happen. Yeah. I'm not really going to spoil Steel Magnolias for you. You all should see it. Yeah, happened. it just came out last week. So yeah. <laughs> it's a really good movie. You, you know? guys got time. Go it's really it. fucked up that it was like they just really snubbed it for the Oscars this year. This no, year. No along female with, representation. Along with Hustlers. Yeah. Which along I will talk about until I die. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I watched it on the plane and the person beside me was really overwhelmed with the fact that I watched it beside them. I mean, Hustlers? that's... Uh-huh. Fair, yeah. That like, J Lo dance is like oh, it was incredible. Ellie, I watched it with my writing partner, and she clutched her chest and fell slowly back onto the couch, saying, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like when she was doing it, it it's was unreal. So crazy. It was unreal. It so was, talented. I, li- I loved that movie. I loved it. It's very good. Anyway, you should see Hustlers and Steel Magnolias. Yeah, and maybe change up your look. I don't know. It yeah. doesn't have to be from The Fiend. Who's you can change say? it for yourself. Yeah. All right. That was such a good question. That was that a was. really beautiful question. Good job. So do you want to do you want me to explain <laughs> the premise of this? Because I feel like I made you talk a lot. Great. Um, so the premise of today, like normally we cover our own wrestlers every single week. Uh, but this time we we've all made little lists of like who we wanted to talk about and who we wanted to cover, etc. And so we're going to do our final fashion roundup with a list of people that we wanted to cover at some point but just never got to yeah so it's gonna be a little bit different i know i don't know how everyone else did their research but i know how i did mine and i'm not going right now so i'm not gonna tell you sounds good yep just uh filling time so sarah can drink some water here she is thank you hello (laughs) so well handled oh it's dry in this house um yeah so this is gonna be really fun i just had had a running list through the months we were doing this podcast of, mm-hmm. of either people, other people had recommended to me or just someone I had seen and jotted down for later. So I'm just going to do a highlights. The way I handled mine was I um, looked up their birthday so I could do their zodiac sign. And then I picked one notable like story or fact. About I did that, that too. Oh, great. Yeah. I think actually that was the way you suggested we do it. And I was like, great idea. Oh. Um, but I did this research a while ago. So let's see how well I remember it. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to start out with Orion Dove. Mm. Um, Ian, I don't know if it's fried or freed, uh, wrestles under the name Orion Dove. I couldn't find his birthday, unfortunately. He was the deputy communications director at Vice. Oh, oh weird. weird. Um, and no one really knew he was a wrestler there. <laughs> uh, but his coworkers found out, and then they produced uh, like one of their little shorts about him. Uh-huh. Um, it's called The Ballad of Orion Dove. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's mm. really fun. Uh, He says he wanted his name to fit his flamboyant character, and he didn't want it to be super macho. Mm. Um, So he designs all of his own um, clothing, and he does this kind of white... I found out because he he posted in the caption on Instagram. He does, like, white pleather uh, Uh leggings Mm. that have, like, a blue band around his left thigh and a very cool, like, retro-looking like zip up sort of adidas style warm-up jacket big fan of that jacket it's really it's really cool and he's like very seems really like soft-spoken and chill in this Mm -hmm. video but i actually first heard about him um through my cousin who is a a editor for the hollywood reporter and she interviewed him when this little short came out about it oh nice cool um so i have that piece that i'll link to as well he just seems like kind of a chill dude and um there's not a lot out there about him because he's in the indie circuit in new york i believe but Mm, the video is really fun and worth watching and i just like it whenever anyone is um wants to kind of go against the macho stereotype of wrestling absolutely mm-hmm. i also he has a uk vibe to him he, he does. does he does that was a good very good point um 
yeah and he's just kind of a like just like a normal dude he's pretty yeah. short i think so he looks that's very kind of fun short. too yeah just fun nice very quick lovely okay so riho <laughs> riho was born on june 4th 1997 so she's a gemini and so young yes um, jesus christ wow. 23 yeah not even yet 22 not even yet yeah Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. she's Japanese and started her career in Japan super early. Her first match was at the age of nine. Wow. I know. That's insane. She currently wrestles for AEW, uh, where she's the inaugural AEW Women's World Champion. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So she worked for a bunch of promotions in Japan, including some intergender companies. And that's how she met Kenny Omega, who she oh, occasionally nice. tag yeah. teamed with. Mm-hmm. So he helped introduce her to like the world of AEW. So she has, like, a pirate bustier thing. Yeah, her outfit is, like, almost impossible for me to parse, which is why, yeah. kind of why I put it on here. Yeah. It has, like, a Renaissance princess thing on it. Yeah, I was it. just yeah. about to say, we're yeah. going to Ren Faire hardcore with this Yeah, you know it what? looks You're like right. Rapunzel, yeah. kind of. And she, so it's, like, a two-piece. She's got, like, a sports bra that's kind of a sleeping beauty pink sparkly, usually, with, like, little flutter sleeves. Mm. And a skirt. She usually wears, like, a lacy skirt. Hmm. I'm intrigued by the fact that she has the Sasha Banks armbands, which is, I believe, what they're officially called. Yes. yes. Combined mm-hmm. with the, like, Peter Pan, like, school play ripped sleeves. I yeah. wonder they're basically if she just, like, has wristlets. all of the flutteriness to it because mm. she's a high flyer. Oh. So it may, like, look cool in the ring mm-hmm. from, like, the top. Yeah. That's it. That would be interesting. Yeah, well, I have a I have a gif of her from the beginning where you can see one of her moves. She does do a lot of like oh like, yeah flipping mm. and like grappling things. She's very petite, so yeah, she's small. Uh-huh. Where she's yeah. wearing like a like a knee length pleated skirt and like a white blouse. No, she's like, welcome to my closet. Rio. If she removes <laughs> if she like moved that mic, it was pr- it's probably a Peter Pan probably color. yeah, yeah, yeah right. exactly. She's on her way to Matilda the Broadway musical. Yes, wow, yes. what a dream! Is she playing Miss Honey? Mm. What a dream role for me! Oh my God, yeah. Okay. You are yeah. Honey. I am Miss Honey. And Miss Honey is the character I've related to, I think, the most in that, any film ever. Yeah. I that makes the most sense. I know. Wow. It's amazing, cool. isn't it? Yeah, it it's is. It's my future. It is. Uh, so next, we have Angel Garza, who oh. I put on here for thirst reasons. Humberto mm-hmm. um, yeah. Garza Solano, who wrestles under the ring name Angel Garza, was born on September 23rd, 1992. So he's a Libra. Mm-hmm. He's a third generation Mexican wrestler. He initially was a masked wrestler, but check this out. He voluntarily unmasked during the series finale of a dating reality show called Half and Half Fight for Love oh my in gosh. 2012. And he's worked without a mask since. I was going to say that he absolutely looks like a dating show contestant. Oh, yeah. He's so classically handsome. Yes. Yeah. Look at that smile. Yeah. He's very charming, too. He's got a CAD vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's worked across Mexico and the United States and is currently the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Mm. His main gimmick involves tearaway pants, <gasps> and I am not mad about that. I love no. that. One quick correction. As of today, he's no longer the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Well, oh, shit. Wow. This he was, lost it last night. He lost it last night. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Um, so this is Can also very cute. <laughs> No, I mean, that's accurate, though. We need these corrections. We are a podcast about facts. Uh, We're going to get torn apart by our trolls. I was was just going to say, Kyle's going to tear me up the whole time. I'm just going to say shit. One small correction. Oh, man. Well, do you have a correction for this, Kyle? This is very cute. Ooh, He proposed to his girlfriend in the ring after winning the championship in December 2019. 
So was that Actually engagement small. taken away as well? Actually, yeah. don't you dare. Actually, Actually, they broke up, Kyle's going to say, and like ruin my dreams. Actually, that's his sister. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> they got engaged in the ring. It's very that's cute. cute. So his pants, he, he always wears really interesting pants. He often has like wings on the front of them or he'll do like the colors of Mexican flag. Mm. Uh but this tearaway pants thing is legitimately very funny and they work it into matches. Kyle has shown me matches of his where they'll do like, they'll seat him on the top rope and then they'll do a flip over the other guy's head and like rip his pants off while oh, they're doing the flip. I'm into that. Ooh, yeah. Cool. And this is, I put this still, I couldn't find a gif of that, unfortunately, but I put in this tearaway. picture. Just to of, show his butt. Yeah, his butt. And also that was, the tearaway pants did not behave as planned That's during that really match. That's really funny. So they just like worked it into the storyline because they had this weird pants malfunction. That's and so funny. I thought that was funny, but also like, what a babe. Meow, meow. Look at them abs. Mm-hmm. We got to put them in here. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Um, Yuka Sakazaki mm. uh, was born on December 27th, year unknown. Oh, God. <laughs> Couldn't find the year anywhere. Wow. She's a Capricorn. She's a ghost. She, I mean, <laughs> honestly, she might be. She might be. Look um, at her. She is a fictional character. <laughs> yes. She's currently signed to Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling and appears in AEW events, although she's not there like full time from what mm. I can tell. Uh, apparently, she started out in comedy before switching to wrestling, and wow. I wrote the same. Yeah, weird. Um, so this one's all about the outfit, because there's very little about her out there. Mm-hmm. Her whole gimmick is that she's a magical girl. Okay. Like okay. anime style magical girl. Oh, cool. So she it's kind of she kind of looks like a genie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. Like she does. Disney genie. Um, yeah. She's got a two-piece outfit and like baggy pants. Um, and sort of a little bra top. It has a lot of like fringe on it. She wears really bright colors. It's usually mm-hmm. kind of light blue and orange and hot pink. But she also comes out wearing this really fun coat that has these really beautiful like long diamond like pennant pieces on mm. it. And I think it's really cool. That's um, awesome. I like this. Yeah, she's really fun. I've only seen her well because I don't really regularly watch AEW I only saw her in, in their like first big event. They did a, a big women's match that she was involved in and I just what a good gimmick I, more people should be fictional characters well they all are but you know what I mean yeah no I know more overtly inspired by it yeah so oh Jesus I should have looked up how to pronounce his name Rob the, that, that S is silent baby Zatkowski Zatkowski Hmm. who wrestles as Rob Van Dam, a.k.a. RVD, was born on December 18th, 1970. So he's a Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. He's from Michigan originally and was a wrestling fan since childhood. Once he started his career, he wrestled in various promotions across the United States as well as in Japan. He built a bit of a name for himself and eventually signed with WCW and then ECW, which is where he was best known. As many wrestlers do, he eventually made his way to the WWF, and he's currently signed to Impact Wrestling. He is still wrestling. Wow. Kyle, what do you have to say? Uh, what wow. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> You're going to like this one. This is not a well, actually. This is just some recent news involving Rod Van Dam. I probably am going to cover it in a sec. Okay. Yes. Is, it, is it the Twitch thing? Yes. Yes, I cover it. Okay. Wow. I should have shared the slideshow with Kyle. Um, yes. So... RVD was around during truly one of the wildest times in wrestling, and we could have <coughs> easily done a whole episode just about him because it's, you know, the really crazy. I mean, look at those 
singlet. Those singlets are nuts, which is why I picked him. But those are Gatlinburg singlets. Yeah, they're they're really crazy. Like the, my favorite one, I think, is the one with the dragon and a yin yang on I was it. Say Do you that. think there's a peace frog on the back? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really of a time. It's yep. so '90s. I can't even. Or the he beetle, dragon, yeah. VW beetle yeah, the on the butt. Totally. It's so crazy because like to. he uses the like yin yang and like dragons a lot in his things, but then they're all these like nutty 90s like tie-dye nightmares mm. kind of but i love a singlet more people should have them yeah okay so here is my favorite kayfabe thing i read about him um he was once in a feud with kane kane knocked him out with a chair during one match then took him backstage <laughs> restrained him and started preparing to set him on fire he like poured gasoline all over him and was like holding lit matches in front of his face but don't worry, guys. He changed his mind at the last minute. Oh, my God. Oh, phew. He was like, this is what they want. I won't do it. And then he ran for office. Yes. Um, yep. In January 2020, RVD got Impact Wrestling banned from Twitch. What? <laughs> so apparently he sometimes contributes to their streaming channel. And during a recent show, he was in a quote-unquote sketch um, that was basically an implied threesome. I didn't watch it, but the stills from it were, like, extremely adult. What? Uh, yeah with women or men or with two women his girlfriend and another woman uh, a big shocker his girlfriend is considerably younger than him Mm. um it just was like a lot of like whipped cream and like bikinis and like everything kind of it was so like blues style yeah it just like his singlets it was straight out of the 90s um and it's like portrayed sensuality yeah uh so that's very funny um and also he was once in an episode of the (laughs) x-files Is that how, like, what? Do you know which episode? Yeah, but he wasn't even, like, a named character. He was just someone in the background. I forget which episode it was because I was immediately like, ooh, fun, was he, like, a monster I would know Mm -hmm. because I love the X-Files. But he was not anyone that I recognized. He's just a a goon in an episode of the X-Files. Weird. He could have also been in a Buffy for sure. Oh, yeah. He has a Buffy vibe to him, Mm -hmm. like... One of the vampires. Yes, he oh, yeah, put the little rubber nose mm-hmm. on him and he would just go. And the like weird horn things that yeah, they sometimes yeah. had on him. That vampire makeup was... It was what? bad. It was so crazy. Really undermined a lot of the legitimacy of that show. Yeah. But, you know, they did what they could. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Perry Saturn, who we've oh, talked about yeah, before my God, briefly. What? Um, Perry Arthur Satula, who wrestles under the name Perry Saturn, was born on October 25th, 1966. So he's a Scorpio. Ha-ha. He's wrestled pretty much everywhere, and unfortunately, he's had a lot of struggles in his personal life, so we're just not going to talk about it. Oh, fine. So I, it just, if we're going so short, I don't want to yeah, talk no, about fair. the pain. Fair. Um, I just want to focus on one thing. Moppy. <laughs> um, so in storyline, Perry got a concussion and did what everyone does when they have head trauma that supposedly alters their entire personality. Mm. He fell in love with the mop. Oh, no. Yeah. He was yep. so in love with the mop, oh, in no. fact, that he left his manager, Terry Reynolds, for it. Oh, my God. Terry gave him an ultimatum, and he chose the mop. Oh, my God. So Perry supposedly hated this whole angle but fans loved it and some think it helped keep him in the ring. Um. He was reportedly on the outs with WWF management at the time. So Terry, heartbroken after being left for a mop, hooked up with Perry's nemesis, Raven, which is how we talked about this before when mm-hmm. you covered Raven, who eventually fed Moppy to a wood chipper. Oh my goodness. I remember we watched the video mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. I remembered I, I remembered Moppy remember. so clearly, and that's I why I had Perry out. Saturn written down. Mm-hmm. But then his his personal life was so troubled, I was like, I don't want to talk about it if we're doing just like greatest hits. But Same. Moppy is so iconic, truly. 
Yep. Wow. Um, and also Perry Saturn is a real intense looking dude. He had all of these like glamour shots, like retro glamour shots with the mop where he's like in a t-shirt and jeans holding moppy. Um, so who does have a little face it's yeah. like an industrial mop so it has a big flat kind of triangular piece that they painted a little face on and then it looks like hair mm. um but as far as i can tell he was kind of a diaper man he didn't seem to have a particular signature outfit i found one that was sort of blue flames but he was just kind of that looks like a speedo swimsuit right there yeah it, it really does his signature thing seems to be his mustache into sideburns yeah mm. like, it is intensity yes exactly it was like an old-timey like british wrestler or barber is what mm-hmm. i think of wow. when i see his his facial hair so what a life he has led all right, Perry Saturn. Whoa! Yes. Uh, Luchasaurus. So, Austin Medelson, who sometimes wrestles under the name Luchasaurus, not always, was born on March 10th, 1985. So he's a Pisces and mm-hmm. a roundabout, sorry. Yep. Um, he had a reptile gimmick while wrestling for Lucha Underground, although his character's name was Vi- Vibora, I think is how you mm. say that. Fans chanted Luchasaurus when they <laughs> saw him, and he decided to go with it. Um, It's such a good name. Really good job, fans. Yes. He's currently signed to AEW, and he appears with Jungle Boy a lot. Jungle Boy usually enters riding on Luchasaurus's shoulders. So we have seen him. Yep. I love that. Um, Fun fact, he was on the 17th season of Big Brother. (laughs) Another fun fact, he holds a master's degree in medieval literature. His Twitter bio is, I'm just a dinosaur with a master's degree that wrestles for AEW. Perfect. That's great. Um, and I think he he seems pretty funny. I mean, I think you have to be pretty funny to like wholeheartedly commit to this gimmick because yeah. he is a, a dinosaur man when he yeah. wrestles as Luchasaurus. His mask is like kind of hilariously cheap looking when you see it up close. It mm. looks great from a distance, but it's got a real Halloween mask vibe to it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little dinosaur thing, but he has a beard and long hair, and he'll color his beard green and his hair green And sometimes. his little tongue. And he paints his tongue green. Um, and yeah, he's got like really cool reptilian tattoos all over him too, so it really feeds Works into his whole it, yeah. outfit. And he's he a lizard man scaly um arm guards and scaly leggings and he's he's just remember kind of that tlc kind of show about fan. people turning into like lizards and snakes and stuff oh yeah and like how they wanted like gills show. yeah mm-hmm. oh god no. i just remember that being like that's i remember that thing that's a real the, thing that tiger lady from the guinness book of yes. world records yes. we all know that lady mm-hmm. guinness book of world records kind of destroyed me as a child yeah, yeah there's so, so many so wild things the fingernails yeah the, oh, the fingernails mm-hmm. was see so. i think the tiger lady made me more accepting of people's like quirks and kinks and things mm-hmm. like you know what i mean in the same way that yeah. like reading dan savage as a youth did yeah where i'm like oh, oh yeah. is this why i think i'm oh i mean hers was fine the fingernails got me and then there was something else it was like the fingernails were a scary. guy that like cut his tongue and then oh like, yeah those things tried to like reach for something it was like i don't know there was some weird ones there are for sure some weird mm-hmm. ones in yeah there. yeah the fingernails always just made me like stressed thinking about how to live yeah, same. How do you literally live? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's like your whole life is like tending to your nails. Well, also, I hope Luchasaurus doesn't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. I also have one picture of Luchasaurus without his mask or makeup on, and he looks a little bit like a friendly Jesus. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. He's got a little mm-hmm. tie in his beard. He just a beard tie. He's kind of cute. He is kind of cute. Uh, oh, wow. Ricky Steamboat. Oh, wait, did I do that? I don't know. I might have. Go well, on. Oh, well. We we'll maybe see will overlap. Um, no, no, I didn't. Never mind. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, 
Good. That was a close one. That's nah, fine. Um, Richard Henry Blood Sr., what a rad name, Whoa. wrestles under the name Ricky the Steamboat Dragon, <laughs> also a rad name. And he was born on February 28th, 1953. So he's a Pisces and also that's like leap year. So like, oh. God bless. When do you celebrate your birthday? Mm. That is leap year. That's the leap. Or is it the, the 29th? 20, it's the 29th. God, I'm an idiot. No, All right, you're well, not. No, you're not. I, I have know. not an idiot. Struggled. Ugh, there's always calendars. 28 days. And then sometimes there's 29. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking it was only 26, and that's insane. That would actually be, I think, mass hysteria. Yeah, Yeah, that would break down our whole calendar year. Yeah, I think everyone, the Gregorian. The Gregorians would be furious. Yes. <laughs> As we know it, Gregorian. Uh, <laughs> Gregorian it? Twitter. Gregorian is, riot. Yeah. Man. <sighs> Well, anyway, back to Ricky. Um, he wrestled everywhere mm-hmm. and won everything. He's one of those guys. But he got the name Ricky Steamboat due to his resemblance to a wrestler named Sammy Steamboat. The dragon came after he signed with WWF. He started mm-hmm. wearing a new costume inspired by his Japanese heritage. His mom is mm-hmm. Japanese-American. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he did feud with Jake the Snake <laughs> Roberts, so some fun nicknames going there. During one match, some bad stuff happened. Oh, no. <laughs> Surprise. Apparently, Vince McMahon and Booker George Scott really wanted a match to take place outside the ring, but Jake the Snake was like, no, Ricky's going to hurt his head on the floor if I deliver a DDT. Mm. But they, were, they went through with the match, and lo and behold, Ricky was legitimately knocked unconscious. Oh. Jake described the sound like a watermelon bursting when his oh, head hit the floor. God. Um, Ricky also apparently had a crocodile he used in his feud against Jake and his snakes. Yep. They were like, let's give him a dragon. And then it was just this like little teeny, little crocodile. teeny crocodile that's like, it's, it's about the size of my dog in this picture. Oh, God. Um, that looks like a Vegas performer, and I love it he so does. much. Yeah, he really does. His outfit is exquisite, really. Yeah. He has... You know the um, the dinosaur that spits venom in Jurassic at Park? At Newman? At Newman. Mm. Yeah, it's like that same type of like rough idea underneath his arms and around his head. And it's all these beautiful orange and yellow like ombre colors in there. And, and I then just the harness is actually beautiful too. Yeah, and also mm. he's a wide boy, so he can wear a harness well. It, yeah, looks, it looks like he would have a fighting chance at flying in this outfit. Yeah, it has yeah. that real squirrel suit vibe mm-hmm. to it. Um, and he's breathing fire in, in one picture, which I thought was funny because, like, he really committed to this. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Um, it's one of the coolest outfits I've ever seen. And he took off, obviously, the headpiece and the That's everything. It's, it, he it just, just goes in the, the pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have, like, dragon scales on them, and they're red, usually. Although, when he's holding his little dragon, he's wearing blue. Mm. But, yeah, his main very fancy outfit is this very cool spitting venom dinosaur look. Love it. <laughs> Mask horse. <laughs> what? So I found this tweet from a Twitter user. Oh, I, I can't. I don't know how to say your name. Tosha Shun LA. Uh, Masked horse explained his backstory in his post show comments at Korakuen yesterday. This is in December 2017. So here's his backstory He was abandoned by his parents and raised by horses. Yes. Then. At six years and nine months, he was abandoned by the horses as well, and a pro wrestler took him in. Mm. He came back to explain to the reporters that both horse racing and pro wrestling have issues with gambling. I know you don't like to hear that, but get off your high horse. (laughs) Which legit had the reporters cracking up when they said that last part. So obviously he's a a masked wrestler, Mm -hmm. but it's Reisuke Taguchi under the main. He's mm. a, re- a Japanese wrestler with New Japan, born on April 15th, 1979, so he's an Aries. 
Um, he's like a really long running, well known wrestler. He has a ton of different personas, but this was like a joke one they did for just a couple of months. Mm. Uh, I couldn't find a ton on the masked horse persona in particular. But uh, this wrestler's best-known character is a disco dancer nicknamed the Funky Weapon. (laughs) I love that. He's really into celebrating victories with a dance. So the masked horse... Uh, danced as well, which is where they like had this couple month storyline. Uh-huh. Um, it was just like on the road to Wrestle Kingdom, and then he was at Wrestle Kingdom this one year. But they they were like, his dance moves are so familiar. Do we think it's him? And it was. But like it's he really he came out. I have his entrance video, his very first entrance, which is really funny. I will link in the show notes. Mm. But he has just like green leggings with lightning bolts on it. The mask is is quite cool. It has a fun horse mane on it. it has little yeah. horse ears. Um, but he would come in and dance and then I have this gif of he danced so hard that his mask fell off and then everyone knew who he was that's funny Um, but also he was people were so like charmed and weirded out by him that they used him in all these promotions for like some of the pre-events for Wrestle Kingdom 2 so there was this holiday one that was Road to the Tokyo Dome where he's got a t-shirt cannon (laughs) and he's on a fake horse that is also wearing the masked horse mask and a Santa hat and he is also wearing a Santa hat, and he's just firing a T-shirt gun into the crowd. It looks like he's on a. There's a pillow. There's also a pillow there, but I think it might be a bag of toys. That makes more uh, sense. Yes, he was the Santa. Santa. That makes more mm-hmm. sense. But it was just—it's really funny, and the his entrance video is like this really crappy computer animation of like horses racing, and then one of the horses <laughs> stands up and grabs another horse and starts swinging it around in a circle and throwing it off the track. Oh my god! And what? then he came out dancing with a little crop, and he also has a riding crop, and he'll hit himself or have other people hit him. It's just really good. I heard about Masked Horse like shortly after we started the podcast, and I was uh-huh. like, "There's no information on him because it was just this brief mm. gimmick." But that's I have why to it's talk perfect for this. Point. Exactly. Perfect for this. And that's what I chose to end on because really you can't get any better than masked horse. You can't. can't. I did very similar situation. Um, Mine are pretty quick, but I also focused a lot on the outfits themselves and also people that we've talked about before that I was like, ah, damn, we got to go for this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, Some of them have really sad backstories. We're not going to talk about them. We're just going to go quick, you know? Yeah. All right, <laughs> so I'm starting with the Nasty Boys. Hell yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yep. Uh, better known as Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags. Uh, <laughs> Brian was born May 6, 1964, which makes him a... May 6th? Uh, oh. That's a Taurus. Taurus. And then Jerry or Jerome, July 5th, 1964. That's a cancer like me, baby. Is that a cancer? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, so... They're best known as the Nasty Boys. They were active from mid to late 1980s through the 1990s. Their gimmick was the antisocial punks who specialized in hardcore wrestling and brawling. They were noted for their distinctive all-black street look, which while were commonplace among today's wrestlers, was vastly different from the colorful attire of their wrestling peers in the late 80s and 90s, and included graphic sprayed t-shirts, chained domed leather trench coats and their distinctive mullet hawk haircuts yeah those mullets can we talk about these yeah Uh, what what hair yeah that's like a mullet that's not just like a yeah we got a mullet kind of it's growing out from something that's like a bleached mullet and also like i mean their outfits are just absurd i loved it yes the so the trench coats remind me of um Oh, fuck. What is that movie? God damn it. Death Wish. 
Oh, I was going to be like the Matrix. No, yeah. they are long blade. dusters yes. <laughs> and blade. No, they're long like leather dusters, it looks like, but then they're spray painted all over it with graffiti, like you said. Uh-huh. And it looks like the punks in Death Wish, the, mm. that series, if you've seen it, uh, just because they, it's very good. The first one is super depressing because it starts with um, a lot of... Uh, sexual violence but the rest of the series gets very funny because at one point a guy on meth or pcp runs through a series of cops and blows up all their cars with a bazooka and it's insane oh wow basically it's it's their conceptualization of what punk is and Uh that's it's pretty much the same where it's like they're like yeah this is punk and you're like that's not what that is yep but we like i guess that's what it looks like yeah a little. I know. I feel like they were like, all right, y'all are going to be the punk ones, yeah. even though you're like truly from the back country. I mean, <laughs> yeah. These these are, are some nasty boys looking men. These are some nasty boys. They have r- the most dramatically wrapped around sunglasses possible. Yep. I like them because they match the suit. So like the suit yeah. looks like it's like string, like, you know, when you're a kid and you don't really know how to color. Or silly string, yeah. Silly yes. string, yes. And it, they did the same thing to those glasses. I wonder if they can see out of them. I don't know. That seems hard in a dark arena. Yeah. Lots of glare. <laughs> yeah, someone with a flashlight just walks them back. They're yeah, like, like walking backwards, they're leading them. To hit the angle. Uh, yes. They wrestled a ton of people and they were just around, kind of, you yeah. know? Yeah. The Nasty Boys. Damn. Good job, start. the Nasty Boys. Ooh. All right. Judy Grable. Uh, so, Nelia Bauman. Mm. Uh, August 21st, 1935. Whoa, Leo, mm. by the way. All right. Bremerton, Washington is where <gasps> she was born. Hello. Yes. Uh, Grable was the youngest of six children, including four brothers and one sister. She was a tomboy who liked fishing, hunting, and sports. She also wrestled at Grand Junction High School, and her family later moved to Florida, where Grable became interested in the circus. Mm. She was employed at Ringling Brothers Circus as an acrobat for six months Deciding she'd rather wrestle after falling off a high wire. Oh my god! Is that not the most like 1930s, like 40s thing? Yeah. Of, like she says it in a mid-Atlantic accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I so. wanted to make it in the circus, but I fell off the wire. So <laughs> fell off the wire. Grable trained for her professional wrestling career with the fabulous Moolah mm. in her training school in Columbia, and she debuted in 1953 using the name Peaches Grable. Aww. Moolah's <laughs> Uh, female trainees worked in Boston under promoter Paul Browser in, in Boston. Grable and Moolah were involved in a feud. So she's best known uh, because she wrestles barefoot. Oh! So she was a lot of times known as a barefoot contessa. Ah! ah rad. Wow. Isn't that incredible? That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so she wrestled around for a while, and then um, in 1958, she was on an appearance of uh, What's My Line? Hmm. Oh. Real quick about the barefoot con- contessa, because uh-huh. that's obviously a woman who cooks now. Yeah, is there is the barefoot contessa? Does that come from something else? Yes. What is it? It's an Ava Gardner movie oh. about a, a beautiful woman plucked from obscurity and groomed to be a fancy society gal because she's so beautiful. Wow, good to know. I did not know that. That mm-hmm. is a very uh, relatable story. Yeah, we've all <laughs> been there. Yeah, well, we've all been there. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, as we look at her outfit, it's just like a 1940s swimwear, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was so fabulous, these photos, too. Yeah. Of just like, I mean, look at her, like, getting ready for the stage, basically. I love this. Man, everyone looked 
so good back in the day and I their hair say, looked incredible all the time you never washed it and you mm-hmm. just went and got it professionally set once a week and then mm-hmm. you were just like perfect always and yeah honestly i would do that now they do it in uh like when i was touring assisted living homes for my grandmother they it's a thing where you get your hair done you have to Mm-hmm. You have to have a the they have to have a salon on site and you'd book once a week to like do that. The yep. wash and set. Mm-hmm. The yep. wash and set. I used to go with my grandmother get to, to get it done mm-hmm. all the time. She'd get her hair curled and then set. My grandma yeah. still does. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's very elegant. I know. Judy. I really like her um, onesie that looks like a real sensible one piece with stars on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. beautiful. Mm-hmm. I wonder what color it was. Um, yeah, it was, I was like looking for someone who was like older, who was like very powerful. And then I was like looking under Fabulous Mula and I was like, mm. I bet she's trained some wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Nice. We haven't talked about some. Very smart. Cool. All right. Yeah. Gotta got to do it. Aurelian Jake Smith Jr. Oh. Born May 30th, 1955. Mm-hmm. Is that a Gemini at that point? I think it is. Probably, honestly. Uh, His name's Jake the Snake. Ladies and gentlemen. He's a a Gemini. Yeah, we're talking Jake the Snake right now. So Roberts derived his nickname for being known as snake-like and untrustworthy. Oh. He also said on your Pick Your Poison DVD, I love that, Ah. that he also got his nickname copying the Oakland Raiders quarterback Ken the Snake Stabler um, because he was a huge fan. And to accentuate this, he would often slide or slither into and out of the ring on his belly under the top rope. Mm. And once he reached WWF in March 1986, Roberts would bring a live Burmese python, Mm. though various snakes were used over the years, but the main one was named Damien. Ah. (laughs) Um, And other snakes used were... um, a python named Lucifer, mm-hmm. an unnamed devenomized cobra, yeah. and an albino Burmese python named Revelations. Revelations? And this was during Robert's Christian conversion gimmick in 1996. Okay. Oy, I mean, oy. sure. You, yep. you, you retire Lucifer, you bring in Revelations. Yep. So after executing a DDT for the pen, Roberts would coil the constrictor around the opponent's neck and the snake would slither around on top of the fallen wrestler, sometimes oh appearing to strangle him. Wow. Roberts has been praised by his fellow wrestlers for his psychology in the ring. Jim Ross has stated that Roberts stands out uh, for not only his ring psychology, but also his promo work. Mm. So he's he is known by a lot of people and was loved by a lot of people. He's still alive, but he mm-hmm. does not wrestle anymore. Mm. We know he's gone on hard times. We've talked about a little bit before, but he's one of the guys who had major issues with his body after wrestling Aww. that was not taken care of. But let's talk about these pants. Yes. He always had a bright color pan on. Um, and I love this. So there's a yeah. green one on that has snakes like embroidered onto it, basically. Yeah, I was like, those look like pants that you would wear, Kate. Oh, yeah. They do. Yeah. They're, They're fabulous, cool. yeah. They definitely have a Gucci vibe to them. Mm. Yes, they do. I really like the bright purple ones, too, with the shiny uh-huh. gold boots. Mm. Um, <coughs> that's very glam, very early 90s. I have to say, I don't love involving live animals in yeah, wrestling. Same. I agree. Uh, but also, snakes are so different. And also, I like, don't know if the snakes care. What? Like, I don't what a gimmick. Like, yeah. what? Like, your Peter. name. Like, if you're going to be a wrestler, like, that is such a powerful name. Yeah, it is so campy. It is so redneck. It is like everything yeah. that is meant to be in wrestling to me. I agree with you, but yeah, I also do think that snakes aren't like 
bringing the dogs in. Like, if there's, like, a... Yeah. Like, I do think that snakes are different than mammals. I, I did... I actively chose not to cover the British bulldogs because I was like, mm-hmm. I'll do it because there was a bulldog kidnapping storyline. And then I got into it and I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Like, some of them, like, the wrestling bear that we've covered oh, once. No. I'm like... Eh. Yeah, no. But, yeah, snakes are just so, like... <laughs> They don't give a fuck. Like, they truly yeah, don't care. The snake's like, you put me here, I'll curl here. The you put me is, there, I'll curl there. The snake is fine. Also, you know they're like his brothers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know he's like best friends with them still to this day. I bet he still has them. Yeah. They're probably still and alive. he's the only guy, I will say, looking at photos and stuff like that, he's meant to have like the oily, greasy long hair. Mm-hmm. Like the stringy, wet hair. Yeah, it yeah. works that's for so his funny. gimmick. Yeah. So that's uh, Jake the Snake. We finally got to talk about him. Wow. Covered in snake oil, yeah. you might say. <laughs> All right. Oh. So I had to cover China. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, wow. There's a lot of sadness, of course. We're not going to talk about it. We know she passed away. Yeah. She had a lot of drug addictions, things mm-hmm. like that. But she was also an incredible wrestler. Mm-hmm. So China, Joan Marie Lauer. December 27th, 1969. Capricorn. That's a Capricorn, yeah. Would y'all say she's a Capricorn? A hard worker, yeah. Yeah. So China first rose to prominence in the WWF in 1997, where she was billed as the ninth wonder of the world. Mm. Andre the Giant was billed as the eighth. (laughs) Uh, She was a founding member of the stable Degeneration X, and as the promotion's first female enforcer, she held the WWF Intercontinental Championship the only female performer to do so mm. twice in the WWF Women's Championship once. Mm. She was also the first woman to participate in the Royal Rumble match and King of the Ring tournament, as well as to become the number one contender for the WWF Championship. Mm. So she has also done so many intergender wrestling. It's unreal. Yeah. And uh, she left what WWE called a lasting legacy as the most dominant female competitor of all time. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So we'll talk about her outfits in just a minute, but I love this quote that I found of hers. When I began wrestling, I wanted to do it for girls and women, to encourage them to be strong and confident women and let them know that they can do anything. And then ended up being an incredible physical ability. And most people don't know that behind the scenes, there was a lot of men that rallied behind me to really teach me. And then show uh, show the confidence combined, but it wasn't until la- years later that I began people began coming around saying China I love you or China you gave me the strength to do this or not to take that abuse from my husband or I can go for whatever I want to do, and that is what makes me feel the best in the world. Oh man, right? Yeah, I found that and I was like, dang, hell yeah. It's so good. Uh, she had incredible outfits. Mm-hmm. She really did. I was like stunned looking at the slide. Yeah. I tried to find a ton of them because she had, she did like, uh, sometimes she'd do the biker shorts with the sports bra, mm-hmm. but she always would have like decorations or something added to it, I feel mm-hmm. like. There was always embellishments to her outfits. I love the one in the center you chose with the handcuff motif right? throughout. That's like almost like belly dancer meet biker gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, with her like prominent bangs too. Yes. Yeah. And then the one um, to the left of that, the bright purple, looks a lot like a Charlotte Flair outfit. It does. That's one mm. reason I picked it. I was yeah. like, I really like this. Yeah. Is it plaid? Um, it looks kind of. 
Or is it more? It looks more like a tie-dye, actually. I think it just might be iridescent, and it's the oh. way the light's catching it. I think it's a blue iridescence on the purple background. Cool. Uh, it's really fun fabric. It's fun to see her in a color. I, I would always associate her with an all-black outfit, because I yeah. think that was what the kind of like leather-based outfit was her more famous one, I well, think. Well, she was Attitude Era, right? Yeah, so that, that tracks. That makes sense. I, I think. mean... Cause look at can it. you mm-hmm. tell? Yeah, yeah. I know. And also, like, she's walking from that that like scribbly yep. WWF logo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she seems. Also, fun fact: she and Triple H dated for a long time. They really? did. Yeah, they lived together. He's really got a type. That's a tall couple. Yeah, um, and there's like questions if he was dating Stephanie while they were like breaking up. Oh God, mm. really? Yeah. Well, it just seems like they just did her so dirty at so many different phases in her career yeah man i'm glad there are people who celebrate her legacy though because yeah jesus i mean she was great mm-hmm. and that's the thing i felt like we had to talk about her yeah at some for sure. point because she's yes. wonderful mm-hmm. and then we got the dudley boys oh my god i can't believe we haven't talked about the dudley boys i know mark uh lamonico was born july 14th 1971 cancer cancer and then Devon Hughes, August 1st, 1972. Leo. Leo. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon Dudley. <laughs> um, the Dudley boys were the Dudley boys. Um, they would come out and they were a great tag team. Um, they won so many. They won 21 tag team titles overall. And um, they would come out and do all these moves. But my the best move of theirs uh, was the what's up, <laughs> which was literally they go, what's up, do that whole entire thing. Mm-hmm, good. And then one of them would hold the guy back and then the other would headbutt his groin. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's a truly insane move. That's I've seen so it funny. done before and it was really great. Um, they had great energy. Sometimes they'd wear, you know, sports tees as you could tell Mm -hmm. and then a lot of times they did a lot of camo Mm. i really like the tie-dye look i gotta say the tie-dye nerd look yeah yeah they'd always have the glasses on yes at least one of them would so they've got taped uh black and white glasses the tape is a different color Uh uh-huh so fun and then yeah the the like tie-dye bold i like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the Dudley Boys shirts. I yeah. really like the tie-dye underneath the black overalls. I did too. too. They have, like, that one's black a good Dickies one. Yeah. Overalls. Mm. <laughs> That's a really fun. That's. I feel like I would see a cool kid today wearing that. Mm. Producer Kyle, what do you have to say about the Dudley Boys? My favorite Dudley Boy is the off-maline Spike Dudley. Uh, yep, the brother. Mm-hmm. Yes, their their third brother, who is he made no sense to me, but I love. I didn't add him because I was like, what? No, yeah. I, it, it doesn't make much sense, but the Dudley boys were one of my favorite things watching red l- wrestling. Uh, maybe because they channeled like the energy of the famous Budweiser What's Up ads. Yep, that's why I said, what's mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but they, they're truly the best. They're like, they're basically the Hardy boys, except instead of like doing things off the top rope, they can hurt themselves. They they're don't do, yeah. Leaping through tables. They're just, <laughs> yep. all they do is just put people through tables yeah and then at the end of the waza they always say get the tables and then they get a table wow yep Mm -hmm. damn i I don't know why i'd never heard of them maybe i just have selective memory (laughs) i remember watching we've talked about them a lot are these people oh man (laughs) am i okay (laughs) and then we've got stephen kenneth lombardi 
born April 18th, 1961. Oh, my gosh. That's an Aries, right? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. The Brooklyn Brawler. Okay, so Mm -hmm. this was one of his many characters. And, like, he just came back at one point after losing for a very long time. And the Brawler character was that of a street fighter wearing battered jeans and a ton of New York Yankees t-shirts, which were ironic since the Yankees played in the Bronx and were hated by many Brooklynites when the Dodgers played in the borough until moving to Los Angeles in 1958. Okay. Okay. I love something rooted in deep baseball lore. I guess that's not even that deep. I just, it's deep to me. It's also like just so ridiculous i yeah. just like saw this and was like what is this so he'd like come out smoking a cigarette and then he'd be like just like shouting and berating every single person sounds like a yankees fan yep great mm-hmm. <coughs> sounds and about, people loved it sounds about right wow yep. I, I do like how artfully distressed his um yankees sweatshirt is i know i looked at that and i was like i know how they did that i will say that look is more for a mets fan uh which is also a deep cut on baseball Lots of good baseball jokes. Thank you. Today. Yeah. Thank you. You know what, though? He's wrestling in jeans. He's wrestling uh, in jeans. We'll never like it. I know. That's true. I mean, so much chafing. Gotta have that chafing. I think it's probably a stretch denim. Yeah, but that was a while ago. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're did right. they have stretch did technology? They have str- yeah, did they? I don't know. I don't, they definitely didn't have jeggings. Yeah, it's they like didn't. We haven't even perfected four-way stretch now in the year of our Lord 2020. So did they have it back then? I don't think so. Is our Lord coming in 2020? Oh, it's just, you know, the I Gregorians. Know. <laughs> Let's hope. Get Let's us out of here. Fingers crossed. Yes, really. <laughs> Dear God. So that's a Brooklyn brawler. Yee. He's kind of hot. And then... We got the red rooster. What the fuck? Yep. Uh, Terry Taylor was born August 12th, 1955. What does that make him? Leo. You've chosen a lot of Leos. I have chosen a lot of Leos. So his deal was no one really liked him. (laughs) (laughs) And he was trying to, like, figure out something. So the red rooster was a gimmick, which saw... He donned red tights and a ring coat and later as a baby face would style his hair like a rooster's comb and strut like a rooster. Early in his red rooster stint, the heel Taylor was portrayed as a novice wrestler who could not navigate his way through the matches without constant instructions from his uh, like valet. Mm. The rooster made his pay-per-view debut in the main event on Survivor Series 88 where he was the first wrestler eliminated from the match. Wow. So he just sucked, basically. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but the idea of this being, I found this as one of the, like, top ten worst gimmicks. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. And they were like, the Red Rooster definitely was part of that. God, that's so funny. Yep. What a so, dumb hair thing. That is ridiculously silly. Yeah. I, but his coat is, is, or his, is that a robe? It's beautiful, whatever. It I mean, is. it is. Yeah, it's just, it's like a jacket coat. I don't know what it is, but the best part too about it is like, you can see this happening in the eighties, of course, and being like, just go out there and be a rooster, you know, <laughs> like just trying anything for gimmicks. Yeah, and that's a that's a fucking gimmick right there. That's Damn. a gimmick, man. Yep. <laughs> they were like, sure, we can spike your hair. And then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I had to do our boy Kane. Yes. I know we wanted a whole entire episode about Kane, and it never happened. Yeah. So. Hey. Got to finish with Glenn Thomas Jacobs. 
April 26, 1967. I think it Taurus. It seems. I think that's on it because it usually switches it's, on like the 25th or 26th, right? It's normally like the 20s. Yeah, yeah. Basically. All right. So. I'm not gonna. Who, who I'm knows? not correcting okay. you. On He's an this. enigma. As a Republican, he is the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. But before he turned to the dark side, <laughs> he was born in the dark side. Let's talk about him. Yeah. I mean, we know the whole situation. I'm going to read it again because it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <coughs> on the May 12th episode of Raw, Mankind reintroduced Bearer, Paul, Paul Bearer, Bearer, yep, who attempted to reunite with Undertaker after a long period of mutual hostility. Using the ultimatum of revealing the Undertaker's biggest secret. <laughs> when Undertaker continually refused to once again align with Bearer, Bearer began tormenting him by telling him that his long-lost brother Kane, later revealed as Bearer's illegitimate son and the Undertaker's half-brother, was coming to the WWF to challenge him. <gasps> yep. In the ensuing months, Bearer implied that the Undertaker had murdered his family by starting a fire at their family funeral home, you know, (laughs) with the exception of Kane, who was left physically and mentally scarred by the event. (laughs) Undertaker claimed that Kane, a pyromaniac, was the one who started the fire and could not possibly have survived. However, in October 1998, Undertaker confessed to purposefully burning down the home. Yep. Wow. Wow. Such drama. So we got Kane. We got Kane. I uh, don't really talk about anything else, but it's Kane. Um, His mask is nuts. Yep. Hair attached. Uh-huh. I love a good hair attached mask. Yep. <laughs> He's wearing a flame leotard, basically. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He's always sweating. He's always out of breath. I yeah. feel like Kane is always out of breath. Just because he's running from the fire that he just set. <laughs> yep, it's very warm. Do you have Kane thoughts, Kyle? I, I just want to say that I think Kane's hair is one of the stupidest things ever in like professional wrestling. Oh boy. Uh, mostly because like there's corporate Kane too, which is Kane without his mask on. Yeah. And they're very upfront we got about corporate how he, Kane right here. How he mm-hmm. doesn't have hair. What? What are we supposed to believe that when he puts the mask on, it comes with hair? Like, let him let him not have hair. <laughs> let Kane not have hair. Sometimes he didn't though, because in that famous gif from the wedding, he is totally bald, yeah, bald as an egg, no eyebrows, nothing. I think the concept is that he probably scalped a person and took half their face in their hair. Ooh. That's what I would say. The mask, because the mask looks like. A or what if the what if the face. hair? What if like. The mask and the hair is his old hair before he was burnt in a funeral home. That's and what I'm thinking. It. It's his child I don't hair. Think that makes it because the the mask has evolved too. Like if you compare like the hair he had like in yeah, the nineties yeah. versus the hair he has today, the hair looks drastically different too. Like yeah, it, and he no wanted a mouth. He wanted to breathe in his mouth. Like mm. it, there's an opening so he can like be like <gasps> uh, because. I, I just hate the hair so much. It was okay in the '90s, but like now we know th- we know the truth. Don't try and trick us. Like just let him be kayfabe bald. Yeah. Does well. he still do stuff now that he's in office? Uh, Has yes. he done appearances since he's he? He appeared office? in the last month. Yeah, I feel what like he in the hell? Uh, after he won the Tennessee, uh, off, like his political. He's uh, a mayor, election. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. After yeah. he became mayor, he was also murdered by the fiend. <laughs> Yep. Remember how when we were younger, we used to like do like I used to do something and it'd be like, oh, well, now I can't win the presidency yep. or I can't run for office. And now I'm like, nope. 
Nothing Literally, disqualifies you. Everyone can be president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and on the one if you're hand, rich. It's on the one hand, it's beautiful. Uh, on the other hand, it's not at all, and it's a nightmare. Well, yeah. it's just rich people. That's true. The <laughs> fact that it's like, just rich people immediately precludes it from being nice. Also, it's truly just, like, just rich people. That you signed up basically to either fear or be around fire for the rest of your wrestling career mm. with this. Like, yeah. constantly. Like, you're just probably sweating constantly. But maybe he was a cold man. And so because he was cold, he was like, can I just always have, like, a little heat? Yeah. He's got poor circulation. Yeah. He said, if I'm going to do this character, I'm going to marry so many people. Yeah, yes. it's like, and marry I'm me off to all the ladies. So many. I literally Googled how many people did Kane marry. How many? And it would, it just told me Mayor Kane, what he, what, who he married. Oh, and like, you're like, did no! give me like a list. I wanted like, give me a list. Yeah. Maybe y'all can get a list at work. Yeah, maybe I'll look into that actually. That would actually I'm be really deeply funny. curious. Yeah. Uh, I'll see what I can find. Yeah. That would be a really funny work list. Yeah, that would be. Like, who did he marry? Propose to get engaged to, you know, who interrupt the nuptials. Deal at the altar. Who did yeah. he steal? Uh-huh. Oh, while we're on the subject, by the way, thank you to everyone who let us know about the relatively recent would be wedding on um, WWE yeah. with uh, Bobby Lashley yeah. and uh, Lana. Um, what a time! Truly, uh, thank you so much. Yes, what a time. That's mainly hi Xavier. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Other people have tweeted oh, yeah? about they it, too. too. Yeah. Cool. And, you know, they wanted us to get out the arch. And boy, did we. Get out that arch. Get out the arch. Get All right. out the arch. Um, that oh. is. Oh, go for it. One fun follow-up about the wedding. Uh, they had the big wedding that everything went bad. But then a week later, a man was tackled trying to get into the ring at the following week's Raw. And then after the commercial break, they realized that it was the actor portraying the pastor. <gasps> to do an, a planned segment that the security apparently hadn't been briefed of. So, like, he was hustling into the ring, like, all right, I got to be ready after commercial break to actually finish this wedding. And then WWE security took him down, and it had to be, like, another person, like, showing them a Bible, being like, no, he's a he's character in, in the show. Oh, that's incredible. Uh-huh. What a mess. Oh, that poor guy, too. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm making 50 bucks tonight. This is a non-union gig. I had to yep. travel to another town because I did this in the last town Raw was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's really funny. That's kind of incredible. That's All right, so sad. and then I just put a special post, like another slide because... I thought that we all should talk about who our favorite is. Mm. You already <gasps> talked about who your favorite is. Oh my I actually God. have three, I realized. Yeah. But... And Mankind yeah. is for sure my favorite of all time. Yeah. He's so perfect. Mankind might, yeah. I mean, so perfect. everything about Mankind is incredible. Mm. Living in a boiler room, you know, with your yeah. pet rat. You know, you got everything. <laughs> Mommy. Mr. Sacco. Like, you got everything in life, basically. And also... Because Mick Foley is a good guy. Yeah, yeah, If I'm yeah. going to choose a, a male wrestler, I chose one that is a good one, that I appreciate. It's campy. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I love everything about it, and I love Mick Foley. So yes. I thought I would end on my favorite, Mankind. Beautiful. And you had a perfect Mankind costume for Halloween oh, as well. So good. I, I was really very good. proud of my Mankind, for sure. It was really perfect. Wow. All right. What a good one. Oh, boy. Here we go. My turn, and in true fashion, I've got a shitload. So, the first one, Adrian Adonis, September 15th, 1953. He's a Virgo. (coughs) He's also born the same day as my mother. 
Uh, so I also did the thing where I just did the, the astrological sign and then basically like either a fact or like where they got their gimmick and look from. Perfect. So first he had a leather jacket look, which you can see in the center there, which is just basically like shirtless. He's not a muscular dude. I want to say that first thing. He's like, he's a big boy. He's a husky boy. Yeah. Um, and he has a like black leather necktie. And I can't think of like what he looks like, but he might, he looks like he'd really love Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Mm-hmm. Like that's for sure. Um, but he first had this leather jacket look, which then he gave it to Roddy Piper actually. Oh wow. And then he adopted the gimmick of the effeminate, adorable Adrian Adonis. And he bleached his hair blonde and wore pink ring attire as well as scarves, leg warmers, dresses, hats, and clownish amounts of eyeshadow and rouge. At this time, his weight ballooned and he peaked in, a, in a, at almost 350 pounds. So he ceased his prior weightlifting regimen, stopped tanning, and removed all of his body hair. So he would appear pale, soft, rotund, and flabby, despite the fact that he retained considerable athleticism and agility in the ring. But he basically made himself look like a giant baby. <laughs> oh my god! You can see this because he's a diaper man, and then has like those true high diaper so- man. The, like- yes, true diaper man. The high socks, the scarves, and then his hair. His hair is tied back with two like bows that you'd put on presents yeah those are those <laughs> have like double so stick much. tape on the back it's just so absurd anyway that's him wow right. a, a troubling but fun yes yeah, so then we've got bertha fay who was born february 21st 1961 she's an aquarius uh she while she was growing up in calgary she attended numerous stampede wrestling events with her mother and knew she wanted to be a wrestler from a young age and would beat up neighborhood children. <laughs> Good. Okay, fine. And then as a teenager, she approached members of the Hart, Foundation, Hart Wrestling family and asked to be trained, but she was rejected because they didn't train women wrestlers. But Bret Hart later was like, no, it's because of scheduling. It was like, yeah, okay. Sure. So she went to Japan for a while and ended up at WWF in the 90s, which is not a good time to be in the WWF for a woman. Uh, she was rebranded as Bertha Fay, a comedic character who lived in a trailer park and dated a guy named Harvey Whippleman. Oh, my oh, God. No. Um, no. Whippleman later revealed that they never got along. Uh, but <laughs> w- like a real couple. Uh, WWF management originally wanted her to have an on-screen feud with Bull Nakano, but there was a change of plans after Nakano was charged with cocaine possession. Oh, boy. As, mm. as things are. Uh, but so fan interest in women's wrestling sunk and she tired of working there and was really frustrated with her gimmick and WWF management asked her not to perform the same power moves as the rail ma- male wrestlers so instead she was forced to act as comic relief mm. after a year at the company she asked for a release from her contract and she returned for Japan for a little bit but she didn't like the new system which didn't guarantee payouts so she quit wrestling Oh, so hers is a sad story. Yeah, but look at her fun. I mean, here's the her thing: her outfits she didn't, are incredible. She but that's so sad. I know. I'm sorry. I did not avoid the sad. No, uh, it's okay. She wore basically just super heavy print uh, pigtails with flowers and stuff. In the center is that guy Harvey Whippleman, which was just basically like he looks like any hipster in a bar in Highland yeah. Park. Truly, giant child monster glasses, cap, skinny is in like 10 bands that are all bad um and then she also has the bull nakano makeup yeah the she bottom does. where she looks kind of like she's in kiss and that was the the gimmick she actually liked but she did in new japan where she would paint half of her face and wear like polka dots and all that shit oh nice i really like this look on the right where she has uh like a feather boa stole it has like a bunch yeah. of different neon feather boas I like on that it too. and mm-hmm. like a heart print 
little onesie and with polka little dot up top. Yeah, it's really fun. Yes. Her and, look is very fun. Yeah, it is. And clowny, but mm-hmm. it is also because they didn't want to let her actually wrestle. Wow, what a bummer. Yes. So here's Coco Beware, uh, okay. June 20th, 1957. So he's a cancer. Mm. Where's persona was that of a face who entered the ring to the theme of Morris Day's The Bird doing an arm flamping dance. Then in 1986, he signed with WWF, and he continued his fun-loving Birdman, Coco Beware persona, complete with a macaw named Frankie who sat on the perch ringside while he wrestled. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh just a bird sitting there. Oh, my gosh. That's a large bird. Bright outfits, colorful sunglasses, and a constant smile on his vibrato singing voice made him popular, especially when the younger crowd, um, the, especially the younger crowd in the 1980s. Um, also, so first we'll talk about his look, and we'll talk about him in the news more recently which is basically just colorful shiny blazers coco usually uh embellished or like i don't know sewn into the side he also has a weird like blonde <laughs> like top sometimes yeah, yeah just the very top of his hair um i like his headband yes yeah. i don't know what it says honestly it, oh it's his Birdman. Birdman, yeah yes. so mm-hmm. he's the bird man and he was constantly with this frankie bird wow um, i can't tell if they had a good working relationship or not based on these pictures I know. you know i'm not sure because in two of them frankie looks or three of them frankie looks really chill and the other three of them his wings are poised as if he's going to attack uh like donald trump it's- <laughs> got eagle. big big gaps in those wings i am distressed at how they clipped his wings oh yeah. god i didn't even notice that yeah i think that's to keep him from flying away oh fuck that's so sad uh, oh that makes me feel sick oh no less fun well you know what maybe frankie was was happy in other areas of his life I exactly mean, frankie outlived everybody i hope that frankie once pooped on someone oh he certainly just did. for fun that's oh, all yeah. birds do they love doing it they do love doing it <laughs> Um, so he was named a defendant in the 19... Er, I'm sorry. Jesus. Not Frankie? No, not not Frankie. Sorry. Coco Beware <laughs> was named a defendant in the 2015 lawsuit filed by WWE after they received a letter from him indicating that he intended to sue them for concussion-based injuries sustained during his tenure. Ooh. He was represented by Constantine Kiros, which is a lawyer's name, who was involved in several other lawsuits involving former WWE wrestlers, but it was dismissed in September 2018. Fine. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, that sucks. But I didn't know that that was even a thing that people were doing and seems mm-hmm. worthwhile. Yeah, shit. Due to the concussions. Yeah. I'm just sailing through, babies. Road Warriors. <laughs> we got Hawk and the more general animal. I like that Hawk chose Hawk and Animal was just like, I don't I'll be an animal. He's <laughs> yeah. like, fuck it. Uh, so Hawk and Animal were known for their impressive physiques as well as their because their physical size was larger than most of the wrestlers of that era. And their face paint and spiked armor were inspired by Mad Max, the yep. road warrior. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they were the first wrestlers to bring in a theme from a movie from the wrestling world. What? Oh. Or into the wrestling world. Yeah. So they this is the first time that I guess they did cross promotion. <laughs> um then this is a very fun story that I love, which is the team at oh, one no. point incorporated a ventriloquist dummy called Rocco. Who was originally introduced as Freckles in front of a live crowd at WWF TV taping, but the segment bombed so badly that it never aired. <laughs> but this gi- and the gimmick was short-lived, and Road Warrior Hawk left the company because of the gimmick. Oh my god! <laughs> so, but yeah, so basically they're wearing like football 
shoulder pads that you would see underneath like a uh, football jersey, but they're all spiked to look like road warriors. No, um, that's literally what they are. No, absolutely. I'm really impressed by how they repurpose them. They absolutely, yeah, it, it's cool. They do black and red, and they also paint their faces in various ways. But yeah, I love that he uh, left the company because he was like, this gimmick sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I refuse to have this dummy on stage with us. It also makes no sense for their characters. Also, the fact no. that it bombed, they were like, we're never showing this yeah, ever again. They didn't even show it. I love it. Do you have any thoughts on Road Warrior? I feel like you might like them. I mean, I, I love them in a vacuum, but don't have any personal connection. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, Kyle. Oh, no. You're doing a great job, Christina. Thank you. A lot of great content. Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> really appreciate it. This is a much friendlier vibe. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I don't have the pronounced sexual tension that producer Mike and Christina developed <laughs> over a two-year span. Jesus Christ. Uh, the Grand Wizard mm-hmm. is my next guy, and okay. he is a valet, August 30th, 1926. Uh, he's a Virgo. Okay, so the Grand Wizard is obviously what the head of the KKK is called. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I wrote, not great, but it was intentional because... Oh, he he decided to do it as a snub to the white to the KKK because he's Jewish. So this was a thing where he was like, "Fuck you, I'm Jewish. Um, this is stupid. I'm gonna be the Grand Wizard and make it stupid." Okay. So okay. It, 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 he would take away some of the legitimacy of it because when I first read it, I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ! Like, is this why?" He also portrayed Abdullah Farouk, the villainous manager of the Sheik. Uh, and sported a turban, and he took great pains to control his madman protege. Oh. Um, yeah, not great. He no. also carved a niche for himself as a deceitful, underhanded character who insulted U.S. fans whenever he had a chance. And he was the pioneer, but he was also the pioneer of manager interference because he would physically try to uh, alter a match's outcome. And this was rare at the time. Uh, also, after he died, it was revealed that he was gay, and although many people said that they're aware of his orientation during his lifetime. The thing is, I chose him purely based on his look, which is a gold uh, turban and mm-hmm. plaid sports coat and yellow pants. Like the most yellow. And yeah. I, when I, I was like, Grand Wizard, isn't that a KKK thing? And then I was like, oh, that's probably really fucked up. I should look at it. And I was like, oh, no, he did that on purpose to make fun of it, mm-hmm. yeah. which is kind of like when uh, didn't Superman used to beat up the KKK all the time in the comics to make them look stupid. And then like they're numbers declined that was like an actual I don't thing know. oh i don't know in i don't comic know. books yeah i think it was superman but one of the su- uh major superheroes who was constantly battling with the kkk and it was truly supposed to make them look dumb and that's why they like lost popularity oh well because they all look like fucking idiots hmm. so that's the interesting thing about him but also you know okay <laughs> we're just gonna move on because he is kind of a bummer but also you know and adrian street it's insane. So yeah, he was born December fifth, nineteen forty, Sagittarius. Um, so this is later in his career where he developed his exotic Adrian Street image, which was an outrageously attired effeminate character who's hinted but never outright stated to be gay. He explained the gimmick was born by an accident that resulted of him playing up to the taunting of the audience, and he was just getting more reaction from him being like flamboyant etc than anything else and so his costumes just started getting wilder and wilder his wrestling attire evolved to include pastels glitter makeup and clipping his bleached hair into mini pigtails as the exotic one his signature move in the ring was to kiss opponents to escape being pinned oh 
and to put makeup on his opponents when they were uh dis- so like he would just put makeup and hold yeah. down people and put makeup on them a lot to unpack here i know a and lot we of will parties again though. i chose dark things that i wanted <laughs> yeah. to talk about that were rich and like i didn't yeah. choose people i necessarily like or agree with i want to be very clear but the outfits you can't deny oh are fabulous it's yeah. a look but it is a look not great uh, so Street and his valet, Miss Linda, one of the first female valets, later went into business designing and selling professional wrestling gear and other sundries via their website. And he created the ringwear uh, worn by Mick Foley as Dude Love. Oh, wow. Oh. And here's just more photos of him. Oh, my God. So he basically, I mean, how would you guys describe it on first glance? Um, that first outfit looks kind of like... Uh, a child drag, dressing up. It's like drag vampire Minnie Mouse. That's yeah, exactly that's how right. I would yeah. describe it. Well, that's exactly right. He also has a skull painted on his face in one of them. He does really intense makeup. It does. It's weird because it does mock, but it also it does feel like a child playing dress up. So it's almost not as offensive to me in that way. Yeah. But also, look, not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's very different in still images than I'm sure it would actually be in performance. Yeah. Because I, I think that's where a lot of... The, like, questionable stuff Yeah, that's comes what out. it sounds like. I mean, it's, yeah. it's arguably questionable regardless. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, if I just look at the clothes themselves, this, like, marabou-trimmed, like, cape coat he has is is pretty incredible it's yeah. got a ton of bright red feathers on it that looks like a fun thing to wear to the ring mm. i'm less into the like punk like studded yeah metal thing that he's wearing in this other picture but i want to see that yeah these yes i mean they're a look it's very much like it's almost it's kind of how in that era a lot of rock stars wore like heavy makeup like this. Yeah. Like it feels like hair metal almost. And so that's why I chose this one photo where it's black and white so you can't see the D de- I'm sure the colors are insane. But he's like pursing his lips and has like blonde bangs and just truly looks like he could be in like fucking poison or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Super theatrical. I tried to choose people who are super theatrical, and then when I looked at them, I was like, kind of depressing, but, you know, that is such a part of our journey that on this podcast. That is truly part of this journey. Mm-hmm. That I was like, you know, let's just highlight these problematic things and uh, be pleased that we have moved forward. Yeah. So, speaking of moving forward, Pentagon Jr. Hell yeah. The known best for scaring uh, producer Mike yep. mm-hmm. at an event. Uh, February 26, 1985, season That was the day that he scared That was the Mike day. <laughs> producer Mike. Yeah. February 26, 1985, he terrified producer Mike and made him buy a shirt. But he's a Pisces. So he's someone I wanted to cover in depth. Um, and his career is so storied that I just truly was like, I can't, I can't do this. Also, I lost steam around this point. Um, <laughs> as you can tell, because there are three people on this page. Uh, <laughs> yep, <laughs> there are. I didn't realize. That. Yep, this is this is where I live. And I'm, I'm so sorry, but I. He has like colored contacts that make his eyes look like bright, and a black mask, and he just looks like Terrifying. a fucking demon. And then he has that baseball bat covered in barbed wire, yep. and it's like he is an intimidating motherfucker. He is so scary. I truly love all of his masks and all of his iterations. I think he is like. They're just so intriguing. Um, on the same page, Kenny Omega, October 16th, 1983. He's a Libra. He's the e- 
executive vice president of AEW um, and was part of Bullet Club. And this is his Destiny 2 cosplay. Oh, okay. So he's, because he doesn't have a really interesting look in Ring, but this one I thought was cool because he sometimes will do like video game homages. Um, and I had to Google what this was because obviously I didn't recognize it, but I do. Yeah, I thought it was just Anubis. I don't know what the the um, Egyptian god, the oh. like jackal headed god, because of the helmet. But I didn't know why Anubis would have a gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that the original was art for Destiny Two was probably based off of that. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, and then finally, we have Dustin Thomas. I don't know his birthday, but he's a bilateral amputee, so he. I believe is missing below the knees on both of his legs and he is an AEW and wow. I think that is fucking rad that's great and he's really fun to watch I watched a couple YouTube clips and yeah I just wanted to highlight him we for... saw him you did yeah Kyle and I saw him at a show oh um he's it's really amazing to watch how they choreograph those fights with him in ring mm. yeah he had a he's done stuff with Game Changer Wrestling mm-hmm. and we saw him wrestle Joey Janela uh over the summer and then he sort of had a breakthrough uh, in 2019 where he wrestled at Joey Janela's Spring Break 3, mm. uh, which is like the big show Joey Janela produces <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. There was like just a viral wrestling moment where he had a great match, and now he's on AEW. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Very cool. These are three people who kind of don't. I mean, Kenny Omega is also just like huge, yeah, and he, so Kenny Omega is like the people think the best wrestler of yeah. the decade. Yeah, uh, like. There's too much to do in this context, but no, That's all of them are too much to do in this context. Yeah. It's truly too much, but I just like because I looked at, it, I was like, no, and I kept going, but I wanted to say like, hi, hello, nod to you. You guys are very interesting, and then go into Johnny B. Bad. All right, go into Johnny B. Bad. I almost did Johnny B. Bad too. I, I literally just have a photo of him where he looks like Little Richard, and that's why I selected it. And I didn't look into it because I was like, this seems problematic as well. Uh, July 9th, 1963. He's a cancer. He's wearing a boa. He's got fringe on his little flowery diapers. And he looks like Little Richard. <laughs> he's got a real uh, incredible winged eyeliner going, yeah, though. he does. He does. Um, that's Johnny B. Bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Again, I just tried to find like interesting stories. So if someone just has like a very like wrestling wrestling career, I think Johnny B. Bad had some dark shit, and I was just like, I can't. I feel yep, like he pass. Did. Yep. Uh, allegedly, I'm gonna say allegedly. I don't know. I don't remember. I did this like three weeks ago. So, <laughs> Bruce the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> so on the right. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I'm not going to read that. I'm going to let you read it. Because I tried to start reading it, and I was like, I'm going to pass. April 21st, 1957. He's a Taurus. So he had a really long wrestling career, but there are a couple interesting bits. Uh, first of all, he carried around like these giant shears and looked crazy and wore like, pink striped Beetlejuice pants. Um, but in the 1990s, he was in a serious parasailing accident that put him out of action, and he was helping his parasailer friend prepare for takeoff, but the driver of the boat mistook a cue to take off and pulled the friend's bare feet hard into his face, which crushed his face, like facial skeleton. Over 100 feet of wire and 32 screws were required to construct a new face for oh him. Oh, my God. He lost his navel cavity, his jaw, and had no ability to breathe on his own. But 
So his wrestling career was put on hold for two years. But when he came back, it was an angle where everyone tried to re-break his face. <laughs> and that's why I told you all the gory details. Oh, that's insane. Because again, this is a terrible company and no one should support them. Oh, it was they're an very angle bad. to try to break his they face They were like, again. no, it was always that thing where they're like, oh yeah, you suffered so much. I'm going to re-break your face. And you're like, Jesus Christ, dude. But he they still couldn't. do that. They do that with everyone's knees all the time. Yeah. They're like, let's re-fuck up your meniscus. And yeah. Like, no, don't. No, why? No, don't. Why Unreal. is this what you're attacking? A hundred feet of wire and thirty-two screws. Psychotic. No, I know. And his stuff was like, and I was just like, oh, it's just funny that his name is Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And, yeah. then, I, and then I read that, I was like, that's fucked. And then I was like, it was an angle. And I'm like, yes, it was. Good job, everybody. Did he cut people's hair in ring? <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you that that's okay. true. I believe. You know what? I'm gonna say allegedly. Allegedly, he did. <laughs> allegedly, he I also did. just noticed that his see, he's. I assume those are leggings. They go yes. all the way down. He's got huge, scary shears in this picture. Yes, he does. But they're pink and white or Fish white net gloves. Black. Yeah, pink and and black stripes. But they have a sheer insert on the side, as if he is going to his yoga. Yep, it really and is. Yeah, that's. Really, I was talking about those hand gloves. Oh, mm. those hand gloves that are fishnet. Mm-hmm. So shiny, so pretty. This also was bright before, pink. This was before his face was broken. Yes, brief. I was gonna compliment their work, so I'm. I know. I was no, that's it. why I'm. I'm noting it. Is yeah. that? I think his work was pretty good, though. I don't. Oh God, I can't. Imagine. I obviously googled that's it, so but I so again, beautiful. I did this a couple weeks ago. I truly can't recall. No. Well. I'm sorry. I just get worse as we go on. All right. Here's my last thing, which is private party. This is truly about the fashion because I could not find anything Big fan on of these them. guys. Mm-hmm. Yep, because uh, they're new with AEW and they're young as fuck. So Isaiah Cassidy, July tenth, nineteen ninety seven, young as fuck, mm-hmm. uh, legally, cancer, and then DeQuinton Redden, April twelfth, nineteen ninety four, is an Aries. Mm-hmm. And you guys, private party is so fun. They high fly. They've got ins- one of them has insane hair uh, that is just basically like two two mohawks that are dyed orange and they're just super flamboyant they wear a lot of animal prints um they're very fun to watch yeah it's like a zebra print they've been getting more attention lately yes the big collar that seems to be a consistent piece because like how could you not rewear that it's so great that is his consistent peach uh, peach yes peach no well, there is peach fine. in this picture too <laughs> yeah the the other guy with the double mohawks uh, that was has... such a kind transition. Um, oh, well, very good. Um, um, there's got, also like, peach. Um, there's also peach here. Oh, it's fine. We're fine. Uh, there's an orange jumpsuit. And then it, who, the hot pink pants. Okay, so do we know No. anything more about these pants? Do they have a cape on them? It looks like they do. Yeah, it looks like they have little tassels or something. Or at the back of the jacket itself, kind of like a it tuxedo. Like tails. Yeah, mm-hmm. like tuxedo tails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is more of a tuxedo. It's his formal look. That's great. <laughs> yeah, but they're uh, they're new and they're getting a bunch of attention, just like in terms of people being like, "Who are these guys?" Um, and the whole thing is that they're fun and they like to party. Hell yeah, that's it. That's all you need, great. really. Yeah, same. That's all you and need. I, and that's it. Yay! Those yeah. are my peoples. What good peoples? I mean, uh, again, I gave up halfway through. We could, we know. This is for you. Falski. For me? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there is a twit, uh, tweet screenshot, and it's from Holly 
Gately, WWE, WWE, Bray Wyatt. My boy was attacked by another student at school. His WWE pop socket was broken. His Bray Wyatt shirt was ripped by the kid cutting him with scissors. Oh He's my tougher God. than a bully. Oh, no. And then Bray Wyatt wrote, DM me his size and where to send it. Tell him I got a six. I could die. Isn't that? No, I thought I you would love that because it breaks kayfabe and yeah. it's like just like a sweet thing that he did. And so I thought you'd enjoy that. I don't know what it is about like bullying stories, but they get me more than murder. <laughs> and that is my pull quote forever. Yes. They make me like I don't know what it is. <coughs> I don't know what it is, but like this poor kid. I'm just like you ripped shirt with scissors? Like that's fucking psychotic. Yeah. Kids are sometimes maybe it's absolute terrors. Maybe it's because it's the first step to murder. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe we should cut that out. No, let's leave no. it in. It's fine. I just thought you it would just, appreciate it just, that gets me in my chest but like the happy the happy how part sweet. of it how is incredible that, yeah, yeah Barry Wyatt is doing something really sweet for one of his fans yeah it's so sad I know that made me sad but it also made me really happy yeah Thank I actually think for, this oh, story sorry. is very sweet I needed a moment to process it thank you Katie for sharing it Bray Wyatt is lovely you're right it is nice to see someone break kayfabe to be like yeah fuck that here yeah I'll help mm-hmm. so you're right and thank you for sharing it yeah but it does make me so sad I know but then I put in a real we can have a, a little oh. bit of, of fin for our final thought slide usually try to find something funnier but I just put in a real ripped oh. picture of Finn for our last final thoughts he's he's a bad boy now and we all have feelings about it he looks so good though yeah I think this is an older picture it's just a good one yeah it is um Really, I mean that's that's it. I don't really know how to end this project. I it's know. been such a like fun, like blessing to get to do this. I was trying to think of a less like weird word than that, but that's really what it feels like to me. It's been so great to do this with you guys, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've learned a ton. Um, and I've truly like fallen in love with wrestling. Like, yeah, I research now whenever it's in Los Angeles like different ones like I love seeing it live now I love the campiness of it I love everything I tasted the blood at one of the death matches and I fucking love a death yeah, match I now really love a and death I didn't match. expect that and that all came from this podcast for sure mm. yeah yeah I actually had a friend email me this week and I have not responded to her yet I'm sorry uh about she's like where do you go to those local shows they look so fun I want to go to one and I was like great absolutely yeah you shall Mm-hmm. Um, but again, haven't responded yet. Uh, <coughs> I don't have any final thoughts. Um, yeah, it's you guys kind of said it all for me. And that I think the gift that I can leave you with is me being speechless. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we will post some of these these pictures on Instagram. But uh, thanks to everyone who listened and gave us suggestions and, yeah, and followed along with so us. Much. It's been yeah, really thanks. great meeting some of you. So, well, all of you. I just, <laughs> it's been really great meeting all of you. Yes. So some of the people in the world have listened to us is where I got that mix. Okay, Kyle, cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.